0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This should be played at high volume, preferably
1: in a residential area.
0: Live from TopRopePress.com, this is Top Rope Nation. I am Ryan Drosty, your host, as always, joined here by my co-host. He's the master of the figure four leg lock himself, <laughs> Mr. Justin Joint. Justin, what's going on today?
1: Ah, uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, for those who can't see, I am currently wearing a New Day shirt because after this past week, I am desperately, desperately trying to feel the power of positivity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you guys, you know, we talked about the Royal Rumble and we were disappointed in the Rumble itself. The show was uh, pretty good up until that point. And, uh, you know, I need some positivity too, Justin. If you guys can't tell, my voice might sound a little scratchy. I have been battling a hell of a cold this week. So if this show is a little bit shorter than usual, that is why. But uh, I'm here for you guys. We're here with our regular Thursday night show. If uh, you're a Patreon supporter of the show, patreon.com slash nation, you're watching us live right now on YouTube. Um, if you're a dedicated listener of the show, the podcast audio version, you're hearing us on a one-day delay on Friday or afterwards. So if you want to see these shows live in the future, you want to watch us on YouTube, see us representing these awesome t-shirts. I'm representing the Seth Rollins shirt currently as a... My fellow Iowan went down for an injury this week. We're gonna talk about that here in a second. Um, but yeah, you can you can fund us for a dollar a month, watch us live, patreon.com slash top rope nation. So uh Justin, the Seth Rollins injury, Monday night on Raw. Uh we didn't really hear about the injury. I think Wednesday is when it finally broke that something was seriously wrong with his knee. Did you notice it watching it live at all that he was injured?
1: I did not. I actually right before we came came on live, I I watched a replay of it on YouTube, and you can kind of tell the camera was a little high, but you, when he went down in the Koita Clutch, there was an awkward awkwardness in his leg. Uh, and then also, when the camera's panning around, I'm guessing Joe says, are you okay, or something like that, and you can definitely see and hear Rollins say, I hope so.
0: Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, it's uh, right when Joe put his legs around him and they went down to the mat, he kind of, his leg buckled same leg that he injured back in 2015 so if you're a rollins fan or just a wrestling fan in general pretty uh disappointing here he missed wrestlemania last year and uh the prognosis right now looks like he's got a torn mcl and they're saying right at about eight weeks which puts him right on the board or right on the deadline if he'll be able to work wrestlemania 33 or not so the question is, does WWE continue to build towards that Triple H match, not knowing if he's going to be able to go or not? Or do they pivot away from it, maybe uh, go in another direction, and if Rollins is ready to go, make it a three-way at the last second? There's a, there's a lot of different ways that could go with this, but uh, if you're WWE, Justin, are you going forward with this Triple H-Rollins storyline, or are you going to something fresh right away?
1: Um, I think there's probably a way that they can keep this storyline going for a while and maybe just keep Joe close or maybe like a fin in their back pocket to pull out. If it's decided that Seth Rollins really can't go, I think there's a way to do that. But, uh, that, that's what I would do. Cause I, I, I believe in Seth Rollins and I think he can come back You'll power of positivity.
0: Yeah. He's, he's going to be pretty driven You'll to get in there after missing the show last year. I, I feel pretty strongly that he's going to be ready to go. Um, you know, he's going to be putting in all the extra hours that he can to get ready for that big show, but uh if you're WWE, you got to protect the biggest show of the year and uh I see him probably moving in a direction where possibly we're going with a Joe Triple H match. Um, like you said Balor could be worked in and his comeback as well. But yeah, it's going to well, it's going to be I don't know. I really don't know where they're going, which makes it interesting.
1: Well, and it you know the nice thing is is that they've kind of incorporated NXT into this. And also, it, the, root, the word on the street is that Triple H really wants to wrestle at WrestleMania in Orlando because of his ties with NXT. So really, with this storyline, they could make it about NXT and Triple H. So then you can just pull out, like, maybe anybody to defend NXT and Seth Rollins. Like, maybe even a Zayn... Uh, uh, Nakamura would actually be a pretty pretty cool match um, or you know Tyler Breeze
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> the rehab the rehabilitation of Tyler Breeze
1: yeah I I don't think they would go with Joe because Joe is just so good as a bad guy right now especially with now he's can say that he's the one who put Rollins down for you know a while and um, I don't see that happening
0: yeah there were there's a lot of directions they could go with Joe. There, there was the word on the street for a while as they were looking at Joe and Cena possibly. And uh, that's that's still an area they could go towards. Uh, they could move Joe over to SmackDown if they really wanted to. But it looks like Cena's match is starting to get pretty close to cemented and sewn. And if you've watched television lately with what Nikki Bell has been saying, uh, they had this segment on SmackDown, I think, last week where uh, Nikki was like right in front of their semi and uh, she, was, she was noticing that her and, and John are right next to each other in the semi. Oh, was that a coincidence? We're not sure. But um, they've, they've noted a lot more on television recently about their real relationship, and it looks like they're going towards a tag match. This is the word. It's going to be Cena and Nikki Bella in Nikki's retirement match, taking on The Miz and Maurice. So that also has a tie-in with Total Divas, So you can see why they would go that direction as well. What are your thoughts on that match as a WrestleMania
1: match? Uh, Well, from the standpoint of, is it the best possible use of just the depth of talent that they have on the roster and putting together the best possible card and matches on WrestleMania? No, not really, but I, I think it's a match I could get into and I have found in the last few years that I need to readjust my expectations for WrestleMania. It's just it's not the card that most fans like me, who are just really wanting really great matches uh, with, you know, storylines sprinkled in there. um, That's not what they're giving us anymore. WrestleMania is for as many people as possible. So they're going to do – it's more – gimmicky kind of matches and more it's about the names and whatnot so you know I I, I'd rather see uh, Cena and uh, Joe or you know even hell let's do Cena Styles one more time but uh I I could get into into the tag match I mean I don't know I could think of worse things
0: yeah we talked about it uh can't remember if it was our real rumble post show or preview show you know we had a couple podcasts last week but uh we talked about how the WrestleMania card's been kind of disappointing this year because they're not putting the people together to have the best matches possible but like you said it does seem like Mania's kind of changed in recent years where they're going more towards mainstream appeal rather than the uh you know the matches that the hardcore fans want to see. So when I look at the card they're planning this year it just doesn't seem like we're going to get a lot of 4 plus star matches. Um you know you got reigns undertaker you got shack big show um orton wyatt should be decent that's the plan right now you got brock and goldberg which the word is that's going to be a title match
1: oh
0: vomit (laughs) and that one i'm i really could care less about i don't need to see them wrestle again but you know i don't know i guess if you if you watch the shows and you watch them on monday night it does seem like crowds crowds into goldberg right now so uh (laughs) <laughs> us long-term fans. We're not, we're not really looking forward to that one. But, uh yeah, I
1: just don't get it. I actually made a note of that while watching the Rumble. It's like, wow, they are actually cheering for Goldberg before he was even in there. Like, I, It kind of boggles my mind, especially uh, because of the last time him and Lesnar wrestled. Well, not Survivor Series, but previous to that, the, the reaction the fans gave him was just... Uh, it, it, the thing that really pisses me off is that they already have a pretty good story going with uh, Goldberg being Lesnar's kryptonite and uh, Lesnar finally found the mountain he can't topple. Why does that need a championship on it? Yeah. Let somebody else, they, just they refuse to give the rub to these younger guys like Owens. Let Owens be the champion in WrestleMania. It'll mean more in the long term. But, no, they just, I don't know. They need to cram it all on these old guys, I guess. Yuck.
0: It's like WCW all over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really is. is.
0: So you got these, this has been the theme the last couple years. You have the part-timers coming back, and they take up, you know, the top part of the card. And uh, supposedly, you know, when CM Punk walked out of the company, that was one of his biggest issues, was that he had carried the company, and he wasn't going to get to main event WrestleMania. And... The reason I bring that up is because I've seen a lot this week on social media and wrestling forums, people talking about, you know, why not WWE go all out and try to get CM Punk to come back and wrestle Triple H at Mania since Rollins might not be able to go. And the thing is, that's the match that he was going to have at WrestleMania when he left the company, wrestling Triple H. And the reason he walked out is because it wasn't going to be the main event. It wasn't going to be the title match. And he wanted the main event. So... I don't think that one's gonna happen. I'd be shocked if that happened. I'm I'm not gonna lie, if punk came back, I'd be pretty pumped about it, but I, I highly doubt that's gonna happen or if, if if it's even remotely feasible. So yeah, the the Goldberg Lesnar stuff, it's just like hey, if you're a long term fan like Justin and I, I mean maybe if some of these younger fans that they they'd never really saw Goldberg and they're pumped up about it and they want to see what they missed out on, but Dude, seriously, you didn't miss out on much. <laughs> that, that's where I'm at with it. I you know, the the inside fans back in the day were not Goldberg fans at all. It was it was totally like the uh you know, like the what do you say, the non well the mainstream crowd that came in, you know, like the bandwagon wrestling fans. They're the people that that liked Goldberg. The the hardcore fans thought he was it was stupid, he couldn't wrestle, he had like three moves. So when I see like the crowd go crazy for him, and this is including like the smart fans these days, it kind of boggles my mind a little bit. So yeah,
1: it doesn't make any sense. And that's like, and that, okay. Kind of going back to my other point is that is going to, I, I could look forward to this match, except if they put it, the title on it. Cause that, that just will irritate me and I'll lose focus. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just crying. I'm just, Whambu-hoo.
0: Yeah, they, they're having a, So the Fastlane pay-per-view Is the last Raw pay-per-view before WrestleMania, it's in Milwaukee Which isn't too far from Where Justin and I reside And uh, I've thought about going to that show But it's like, I don't want to spend my money Going to Milwaukee Buying a hotel room, buying the expensive Pay-per-view tickets to see Goldberg win a championship in 2017 From Kevin Owens And that's the word, is goldberg's going to win the title from owens a fast lane to lead into wrestlemania where he'll defend against brock and i would assume brock would get the win at mania and then hold the title
1: yeah, so, so we can have another part-timer hold the title you know and, it, and it, there's also something else that there is a smackdown show at uh madison square garden yep. and uh they, they're advertising uh owens defending the title against lesnar and that is after Fastlane. I mean, obviously, the cards can are always subject to change, but, mm-hmm. oh, God, I hope that one's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had an article on Top Rope Press about that yesterday, I think. And it, it is kind of odd. I mean, it makes sense they bring in Brock, I guess, for the a house show at the, the country's most famous arena, I guess you could say, MSG. But, uh, yeah, it's, they're the only Raw guys on the show. I think it's a Sunday night, so they work that show, and then they can go out to Raw. I can't remember where Raw is that week, but its I think it might be in Michigan or something like that. So, yeah, a little strange. But, yeah, they are advertising Owens-Brock uh, for or, uh, Madison Square Garden in March. So we'll see what happens there. Mid-March, I think. Um, so we mentioned Justin Finn Balor a second ago. And uh, word is Balor's pro he was examined the week of the Rumble. So last week was not cleared. So that's why you didn't see him come out as an entrant. Um, they're gunning for like late February, early March for his return. Where do you think they're going with Finn Balor? Like, What directions could they take for WrestleMania when he comes back? I mean, this is a guy that could... A match with Triple H would possibly make sense. They could work that in if Rollins isn't going to be ready to go, and maybe they'll have a, a little bit better idea about Rollins' comeback by that point. But do you see any other direction you'd want to see Balor go in for Mania?
1: Um, <clears throat> I was always kind of... Well, here, let me finish this thought process here. They could do an angle where Joe and Triple H are double teaming on Rollins. He comes out, his matches against Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. But I guess it's disappointing because his matches with Joe and actually Kevin Owens always kind of underwhelmed me a little bit. I, I think some of that might be on Finn, who is – him and Seth are my favorite wrestlers, but he hasn't really had a uh, uh, a classic in my eyes yet as far as wrestling matches go. But uh, Finn and Joe, I think, would be an obvious, obvious route to go. Um, boy, but outside of that, I mean, maybe Strowman. Um, God, there's just – the card is filling up so quick and i just i mean are they gonna have like nine singles matches (laughs) the battle royal and i mean then that's about all they can do i I don't know i don't know what god i hope he doesn't end up in the battle royal but
0: yeah that'd be a waste uh, (laughs) yeah when you have this brand split going on man those spots go really quick for mania
1: yeah i mean like dean what I i thought i heard a rumor about maybe dean ambrose and baron corbin but I mean if you're looking at like four to five matches from each brand, boom, 10. <laughs> that's not even accounting a a US title match.
0: And you no matter what, you have to clear out a spot for Shaq and Big Show. I mean that's <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> Got to have that on the show.
1: Uh, maybe maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be a finger poke of doom situation. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> man it's uh yeah we'll we'll see but balor i mean when he comes back you got to think he's going to be one of the top stars on raw so they got to have something for him he you know he when they started the brand split he was supposed to be the face of raw and then that injury happened so uh god by the way did you see that list of injuries that came out with this week of all the different injuries he had had when, when in that match with rollins
1: yeah with here's the picture of him holding up that mug yeah it's like torn something torn something you know so on and so on finished his match wins <laughs>
0: yeah it was like i don't want to say it was like five or six different injuries he had there was something with his spine and like the muscles yeah. that were torn and It was crazy
1: yeah yeah a little little worrying that he didn't pass his physical apparently but uh he still he's still got a lot of time before wrestlemania
0: yeah this would have been ahead of the ahead of the curve um he he wasn't expected back by now, but uh, a lot of people are hoping for. It. I'm sure he was hoping to be a surprise entrant in the Rumble, and you know the Rumble is a kind of match that you don't have to work real hard in. You can you can kind of hide in that match with so many people out there and not do a whole lot. But
1: uh, we're looking at you, Undertaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but he uh, yeah I couldn't get clear. That would have been a massive pop at the Almodo, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, there's if you look online, there's a ton of videos of people's reaction to the. Uh, and just how pissed off a lot of people were. And a lot of them were rooting to, to see Balor.
0: Oh, at yeah, number 30? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It didn't happen. God, it was one of the more uh, <laughs> disappointing number 30s, I got to say, in uh, Rumble history because they didn't really have like that big surprise this year. And they almost always have at least one. I mean, look, AJ last year, right? There's always something that really gets you out of your chair and they're that they didn't have that this year at the rumble whatsoever so when Reigns came out 30 it was like the ultimate troll job on the hardcore audience
1: yep there's that you almost actually have to applaud him it was such a great troll job you son of a bitch
0: yeah so randy orton uh the winner of the rumble rumored to be facing bray wyatt for the title so we may be looking at uh John Cena losing the belt here at elimination chamber what and now we're like what a week and a half away from that show yeah so it's weird i mean yes, yeah, cena can lose the belt and stay protected but uh i'm not sure the point of putting the belt on him for two two weeks
1: yeah it, it it's weird it actually has me concerned that he's going to carry it to wrestlemania and face orton in a match that i don't know 14 year old girls want to see, I guess, (laughs) but I I saw online again, just Randy Horton said the match that everybody wants to see whether they know it or not is me versus Cena at WrestleMania, right? (laughs) No, Randy, it's not. Has
0: Randy had a WrestleMania match that like anyone got pumped up about in years? I, I can't even think of one that was like, I mean, he had the spot with Rollins at Mania a couple years ago that was pretty sweet. That, but like,
1: was, that was just that spot.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the match itself. Uh,
1: well, his match with Bryan and Batista was awesome.
0: <laughs> Once they added Bryan to the match. Yeah, before, yeah. yeah. Like they, they honestly thought people wanted to see Orton and Batista as the main yeah. event.
1: I think the last time I was really excited for an Orton match was... Uh, whoo, I'm kind of drawing a blank on which WrestleMania. I think... 21 or 22, when he was the legend killer going up against The Undertaker. Okay. And it's like, ooh, maybe he could end the streak there. But I yeah. was still young and fresh. Yeah. Randy Orton.
0: Yeah. Orton's just one of those guys that's just kind of there. <laughs> I mean,. Yeah, if he, if he wrestles Bray, I'm going to be hoping Bray retains the title, but uh, I think that'll probably be kind of long odds that that's going to happen, so I'm yeah. assuming an Elimination Chamber with Cena in the match and Miz in the match, there's going to be something that happens between those two that kind of springboards that feud, and then Nikki and Maurice are going to get involved, and we're going to be heading for that tag match. So,
1: Which, you know, as, as much as I'm complaining and moaning and whatnot, it, that, all of that could be done in a very interesting manner, and I'm, I'm being optimistic. It could be great.
0: Well, I think it's a match that we both could get our wives interested in watching. So that's a win.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we will see. Um, by the way, guys, I wanted to mention um, Kyle and I did a segment this past weekend for the Wrestling Radio Awards. You can check that out at WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Um, it's a internet wrestling podcasting award show. It's every year they do it at the Showdown Network and uh the uh topic we talked about was wwe network and uh what our favorite original shows are that are on the network what they should add to that section of the network to make it more successful and anything that they could do to warrant a price increase on the network which has been rumored they've talked about going to different tiers and uh my question for you here justin i want to talk about that on our show here a little bit because i talked about that with kyle ross our other co-host here on uh, top rope nation the other day but i want to get your input what do you think are the best original shows on the wwe network Like, is there anything you make sure to tune into on there because kyle was kind of at a loss for words on this one but i want to see what you thought about it
1: i'm a sucker for anything that involves backstage stuff or like them kind of day-to-day real life so the one show for sure that they have and i've watched a lot of them but the one for sure that i always have to make sure i watch is uh, ride along i really like ride along just seeing how they interact with each other and there's normally some pretty good humor in it no matter how staged it probably is mm-hmm. uh that's definitely a favorite one now you i used to love the they do a, a list or a top 10 but they don't do those anymore um, the WWE 24s, which there was one that just came out. Uh, I love those. Those are always fantastic, and I highly recommend them. Um, yeah, any of the documentaries on the wrestlers are, are good. Um, yeah, that might be about it. Oh, uh, Camp WWE was, was really funny.
0: That's, uh, you mentioned almost all of them that we mentioned on the show. So uh, I thought, yeah, 24 is by far the best original thing that they do. Like you said, virtually every one they've made, it's really, really good. Uh, Ride Along, I also enjoy. It's not like must-see TV for me, but if I need something to watch, they're usually pretty entertaining. Uh, Table for Three is another one that's been decent, I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we also mentioned the list shows because they had those. It seemed like when the network launched, they had a lot of those list shows like in the can ready to air uh, that they had taped for a couple years, you know, leading on to the WWE Network. But uh, they haven't done those in a long time. Those are easy watches. They'd usually have them on after pay-per-views. And I know several times I had people over in my house watching pay-per-views and they'd all kind of stick around and watch the list show. It kind of draws you in a little bit. I'm not going to say I uh, usually agreed with them. Sometimes I really didn't agree with them, but they're still entertaining to watch.
1: Yeah. I like uh, I like Renee Young's Unfiltered. I've actually been watching a few of those lately. Uh, and then if like I kind of want to watch... a a version of wrestling uh, and get my wife involved i i'm you know i might throw in a little total divas it's no big deal
0: <laughs> that's all right we'll forgive you for that <laughs> <laughs> i do the same thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah they uh then we also talked about what kind of original programming could they add that you would like and my ideas for that First of all, this was on their YouTube channel, but then they put it on the network for a while. I think in the short section was uh, with the uh, WWE warehouse with the archivists that they have where they would like tour the old warehouse and find old stuff from the past. Like when we were kids, I feel like they should have made a full time series out of that. That's a really cool show. Um, and, you know, they could do more than 10 minutes on that easily. So that was one idea I had. The other idea I had, I talked about in the wrestling radio awards was um, they could do something like American Pickers for wrestling. So if if you've never seen it, American Pickers is on the History Channel and it's these guys that go around and they find like collectible stuff that people have been stashing in their homes or barns or wherever. And I thought, like, why not do that with wrestling fans? And uh, you'd have to be kind of selective on who you picked for this show. But, uh, you know, you could go around the country and, like, find these people that have, like, these rooms dedicated to pro wrestling, like, full of collectibles and stuff. I I don't know. As a big-time wrestling fan, that's something I wouldn't mind watching. I think it'd be pretty pretty interesting. But do you have any ideas on original content they could add? Uh,
1: The only one that springs to mind is one of my favorite things that Steve Austin does, and I think he's only done it twice, is when he does commentary over a match he's had before. In fact, that that was one of the first matches I ever showed my my wife was uh, WrestleMania 13 when he did the commentary for that. So I had the commentary on to let her get an understanding of how everything works while she got to watch my favorite match of all time. So if they could do something like that where you take two legends or two wrestlers, put mics in front of them, have them watch a match that they had and let them just talk about it, I, I, yeah, I would watch that.
0: It's something that they used to do a lot on their DVD releases that they haven't, uh, well, not as many, it seems like not as many DVDs have been coming out lately, probably because of the WWE network. But that was like one of the things I always look forward to the most on those career retrospective sets they'd put out Is they'd always do like a couple matches with the, uh, yeah. Like you're talking about the commentary or the, the alternate commentary, I guess you would call it, where they would talk about the match. So I think that's yeah. a pretty good idea
1: it's cool. I love hearing the wrestlers insights and obviously they, they don't normally, you know, probably wouldn't remember a lot of the matches, but, uh, yeah, just hearing, I just love hearing how the business works. Anything involving that I'm, I'm in.
0: Yeah. By the way, did have you watched the WWE 24 on last year's WrestleMania that debuted this week? I have, I'm a nerd. I have not seen it yet. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Any highlights that really stuck out to you or, uh, high points of the show
1: um it's I think the thing that really sticks out is following these guys and seeing how in awe they are of being at Wrestlemania and that venue like AJ Styles and Charlotte in particular jump out of me that just just being blown away and then seeing Vince McMahon interact with you know Snoop to hug is just kind of weird <laughs> um, working on the, the new day entrance. Once again, it's just all the stuff you never get to see. And it's just like looking through, uh, a keyhole, you know, it's like, it's just neat. You know, how do you know, how do the magicians do their tricks?
0: It's cool. Yeah. 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 I got to see that here in the next couple of days. I'll probably watch it this weekend, but I, I really enjoy those shows a lot. And, uh, It's crazy, just the the people they have working for that company that put these videos together, that put the video packages together that you see, you know, preceding a match on a pay-per-view. They have the best of the best. Just awesome, awesome production work that they have that goes into this. So I'm looking forward to seeing that too. Speaking of uh, good production work, one of the wrestling companies out there that's been applauded the most for I don't know, being on the cutting edge, doing things a little bit differently has been Lucha Underground. And we haven't talked a lot about Lucha Underground here on the show. I've, I've seen it here and there, um, but uh, never really watched like one of their seasons all the way through. If you're not familiar with Lucha Underground. Um, they have seasons like a regular television show with like series finale, and then they have their next season. And right now they're on season three. And we just found out, I think yesterday that uh, the first two seasons of Lucha underground are going to be added to Netflix here in mid February. And we're talking a little bit about this off air. I know Justin's really looking forward to it. Um, Any performers in particular you're looking forward to, or what you've heard about Lucha underground in the past that makes you excited for this at all. What's your, what's your thoughts, Justin?
1: I just love the concept of what lucha underground is i've never actually watched a show beginning to end i i've managed to maybe look up a couple matches here and there but just the idea of you take a bunch of great wrestlers and then you make an actual tv show you know it's like you, you take the outrageousness of a normal wrestling show but then you, you you add stuff to it backstage segments and uh you know dudes turning into dragons and so that it's It's awesome and in and, and yeah, I am so stoked to be able to watch it, and i and I will I'm probably probably knock it out in a weekend, beginning <laughs> to end, uh, but to see like Prince Puma, you know, a guy i I rarely ever get to see ricochet, obviously um uh shit- Jeff Cobb, I can't remember his uh name on the show, but that guy is amazing, yeah, there's just so much to like about it and I'm surprised it's taken this long to do something like this correctly because I know Omega has talked about that he was hired to do something similar to this like it was just some rich guy's pet project that never actually ended up taking off but it's such a great idea because wrestling is television so why not film it like television the only problem is uh, not having like the live events Obviously, it's live for the crowd, but having an actual uh, like a pay per view or something like that. But it, it's cool if they could, if a company could do that on a grand stage, where these wrestlers could actually take some time off, heal and whatnot. Yeah, I I love it. I I, I would. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see more versions of Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah, that's been a struggle for them in turning a profit. Has been uh, they haven't been able really tour live i think they've done a couple shows in texas like at some uh some music festivals maybe but they haven't done like a national tour um they tape most of the shows within a couple of weeks for each season uh so their television ratings i know for season three have been down quite a bit um so i don't know how much longer it's going to be around but it is yeah it's the first two seasons uh were really applauded by wrestling critics that's for sure uh, the talent level is top-notch. Like you mentioned, Prince Puma, Ricochet. Uh, I know he had a really good match with Rey Mysterio on Lucha Underground that everyone was talking about. And uh, if you never see much of Ricochet, this is a guy you're going to be seeing in the WWE within the next year probably. Uh, when the current season of Lucha Underground finishes airing, he will be able to sign with WWE. He has a con- uh, contract clause Right now, Lucha Underground that says he couldn't sign with a North American company that uh, airs television that would compete with Lucha Underground. So uh, until all of his Lucha matches have aired, which they haven't yet, uh, he can't sign with WWE. He's supposedly right up there on their want list. And the minute they can sign him, he's probably going. So I'm thinking that's probably towards the end of 2017 he'll be eligible to go to WWE. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's really been applauded a lot for what he's done in, in Lucha Underground and of course, Japan. So definitely something to look forward to there on the, on the horizon on Netflix. If you subscribe to Netflix.
1: Yeah, You you brought up a good point. This is why I think it probably couldn't work is how much wrestling fans love the internet and love getting all the details before they're actually out there and, uh, have been pre-taped and people getting spoilers is always gonna keep it behind a lot of the competition which is unfortunate
0: yeah the, the show is really interesting though how they mix uh like these pre taped backstage segments that are pretty slickly produced like kind of like a dramatic television show um i'm thinking about i think it was the current i think season three i could be wrong season three i think i watched the first episode maybe it was season two And uh, the show started with like a 10 to 15 minute segment of like one of the wrestlers was getting out of jail and they filmed this thing at the jail and then they were in the, uh, in the desert. And I know anyone that's a hardcore Lucha underground fan is going to think I'm a huge idiot right now because I don't remember who the wrestler was (laughs) or why he was in jail, but I haven't, I haven't watched it full time. I have just seen a a few episodes here and there, but it it was pretty cool because anyone channel surfing is going to, tune into that and wonder like what is it It doesn't seem like your typical wrestling show so it was it's kind of ahead of the game i think and it's a kind of a fresh concept for pro wrestling
1: i I can't imagine if wwe dedicated to trying something like this like if they actually did nxt like this how just amazeballs it would be it'd be incredible
0: yeah it's something fresh that's for sure so that's going to be on netflix and uh when we talked about anything the WWE network could do to increase their price. is supposedly something they've been looking at, you know, what could they add that would warrant a price increase? I can't honestly think of anything they could do that would make me want to pay more for it because I think they run the risk of pricing themselves out of the market. I mean, there's so many streaming services right now out there competing with them, whether it's Netflix, uh, Amazon prime, uh, Hulu, you know the UFC fight pass. There's so many. There's so much out there for people who like to stream stuff, and you, there's only so many hours in the day. So if WWE Network went from 9.99 to 12 or 13 bucks, I think the hardcores would stick around. I mean, you and I would probably stick around for sure because if you think about paying for pay per views back in the day, it's still a bargain. But uh, you know, for the fair weather fan that they're looking to retain to keep the subscription numbers up. I think it'd be pretty risky. Um, there's been some talk about adding independent promotions, um, some UK shows, possibly to the WWE Network, and maybe if they went to a tiered structure, you would have to be on the higher tier to get all the indie promotions. But I don't. Know, what, what do you? What would be your feelings on a price increase on the WWE Network?
1: Uh, I've had a, a crisis of conscience just paying for it now, so I don't. I don't know if they they upped it that probably wouldn't be good for me
0: so if they had a tiered pricing and they had they had this top tier that was like 13 14 bucks 3 or 4 more dollars and you'd get oh god i don't know like uh a few independent promotions a weekly show to add on to what you're already getting now would you consider paying that or you'd probably stay at the current tier
1: all i want is the pay-per-views that's it <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, yeah. the
1: other stuff is just uh yeah it's just side pieces
0: it's just so hard to keep up with all the wrestling product today anyways yeah um, I mean I subscribe to the network I subscribe to New Japan World and it's like even watching everything on New Japan World is pretty hard to do if you're following all the WWE product as is
1: yeah I can't imagine I, well I think we kind of talked about it well maybe it was off air last week uh, I rarely ever get to watch NXT anymore you know I just don't have the time
0: well there's so much good TV on outside of the wrestling world these days with uh, I think in general dramatic TV series right now are above the uh, film industry I think there's so many good TV shows versus um, movies that I like all I do is watch TV series anymore whether it's on Netflix or Amazon and there's so many on my list I still have to watch. So, like, I'm not going to spend every single night of my week watching pro wrestling. <laughs> and you almost have to to keep up with it all anymore, especially well, these pay-per-view weeks.
1: And we're not looking to get divorced either. We can't <laughs> watch yeah. wrestling all the time.
0: <laughs> Might get kicked out of our own homes. You got your pay-per-view <laughs> Sunday night. You've got Raw. You've got SmackDown. You got NXT, 205 Live. You want to watch Ring of Honor on the weekends, TNA, New Japan on the weekends. It's like an every night thing. So it's it's really tough these
1: days. Yeah, we've gotten to the point where my wife asks me every Sunday, "Is there a wrestling show on tonight?" Yeah, no, not tonight. We can do whatever you want to (laughs) do.
0: Well, it's crazy. We just had Royal Rumble, and then two weeks later, you got the Elimination Chamber already.
1: Yeah, it's moving fast.
0: It's too much product. It's it's way oversaturated right now. Not to mention RAW being three hours, and you know that's a whole different argument. But
1: thirteen year old us is are like just. Wanting to punch us in the face right now.
0: (laughs) I know I would have loved it as a junior high kid, but man, as an adult and with the family, it's like, yeah, it's really, it's really tough to keep up. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, Lucha Underground, though. That's coming, I think, February fifteenth. So, perfect timing, Justin. You can uh, go out with your wife on Valentine's Day, and then your next day, you can binge watch Lucha Underground, and she'll be happy.
1: (laughs) Perfect. That is happening. Actually, you know what? She might dig that show just because of the way it's produced and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you can get her to watch at least one show, see how it goes. But it it is a lot different. So we'll see what happens there. All right. So next week on the show, um, we will be doing a live YouTube webcast again, open for all this time. It'll be our Elimination Chamber preview show next Thursday night. We'll probably have a panel on here again. I have a couple of people joining, Justin and I and uh if you like i said earlier in the show if you want to see us every week live 24 hours before the podcast audio only version goes out subscribe to us on patreon for one dollar one dollar a month uh if you like the show and you want to support us in other ways we have a pro wrestling tees store we've got a pretty sweet top rope nation podcast shirt up if you go to pro wrestling slash top rope press you can check that out and uh if you like what we do, support us on all of the podcasting networks that are out there, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, leave us a review, leave us a rating. It helps the show grow and people see we're getting five-star reviews. And of course, as always, topropepress.com. So Justin, you got any parting words before we sign off this week?
1: Yeah, I got, I got one more thing that has been annoying the ever-living hell out of me as far as it's it's a normal wwe trope between royal rumble raw and smackdown four champions got pinned and didn't lose their title that is getting a little old
0: yeah so you think they're devaluing the titles
1: yeah it's like the whole thing about being a champion is you get pinned it's special yeah no bailey and charlotte had a had a decent match at Royal Rumble and Charlotte kind of pinned her pretty easy. And then the next night, Bailey pinned her even more easily. I mean, it's just, it's just asinine. Um, Go
0: ahead. There's a lot, there's a lot of uh, complaints to be made about the booking logic and the 50 50 situation in WWE where like one person gets a win. So they got to get their win back. And it, you know, we've, we've talked about on the show in the past that uh, nobody really gets over doing that. You know, no one rises to the top when you're losing and winning 50% of the time. Yet, I think the champions always should be booked strong. If you look in years past, how often did Steve Austin get pinned when he was the champion in non-title matches? Very rarely. Yeah, never. So, I think that's a a good criticism of the current product, that's for sure.
1: I I just had to get that out of my system. Outside (laughs) of that, it's nothing but positivity from here on out. And, (laughs) most importantly, everybody pray for crossfit jesus
0: oh that is for sure seth we're praying for you man we want to see our wrestlemania this year so we'll see what happens but i think he'll come back strong i think you will see him in orlando at mania but it is a long road ahead for mr rollins so with that being said guys my uh voice has about had it for the night i think i'll be fresh next week but i'm gonna tap out at this point so Thanks for listening to Top Rope Nation, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.